Welcome back to part two of our episode. If you missed part one, you'll find the episode on whatever streaming platform you're using. You can also find the link in the show notes. And now, on to part two. And now, um, connecting this back to the 150-year anniversary, I wonder, uh, can you tell us a bit uh, how you leverage this this event, this moment, to um, to also inspire customers on uh, on this this journey together on Zalando? Okay, we had a huge, uh, very integrated and very long campaign already uh, in H1 23 with you uh, at Zalando. Uh, our campaign already started in December last year, mid of December, um, where we somehow ramped up for the first Big Bang uh, on Feb 6, where we launched the, the 501 campaign phase number one. Uh, then we continued um, with our local produced content after we used the global assets. So we had a huge campaign uh, with a lot of diverse and a huge variety of, of several assets that we could use. And we played them uh, up and down on the entire uh, Zalando page. And after that, we complemented this with local bespoke assets that we produced together, um, all with the reason that we get from a global broader approach, this is the 501 story, to a more local uh, styling approach with nuances that help us in the several markets. So we had influencers from several areas of Europe and those uh, talents came with uh, several inspirations around the 501. We did also a kind of diversity shoot together where we showed the huge size variety of, of 501, which included any body shape you can you can imagine and uh, i can already give a little heads up to this this delivered really overproportional results because we did hit uh, a target group need we had takeovers on the page um which somehow did lead also to a huge uh, uh, yeah result of impressions and uh, for sure finally also performance marketing activities uh and page takeovers that led to I would say promising performance marketing KPIs, conversion was great, uh, click through was great, and finally also our return on ad space was was quite quite good. So all in all, as you may have noticed, from the upper funnel to the lower funnel, everything was in this campaign over six months. Ah, will be good to uh, to tear this one. Into, into pieces, looking forward to that. But before we go there, I wonder, you mentioned uh-huh. influencers um, yeah. and the, the diversity play. And um, I was just wondering, perhaps you can, can share a little bit more on on how you how you see the role of influencers and also how you work with, with us at ZMS mm-hmm. to, to engage influencers. Influencers are important to drive relevance. That's our main, main purpose why we are using them. Um, When we are using influencers, we always um, try to look at them through the lens of the Levi's brand. You offer a huge variety of of people and and we have a great connection with you. And we try to work together with the ones that in a way match our brand values the best, but still deliver what we cannot deliver. And this is this uh, individual 
style uh, uh, perception of Levi's. Uh, it's the individual, I would say, diversity element. So every of the influencer is bringing something new and different and inspiring to the brand. And this is something that also consumers realize and feel inspired by. So uh, this is for us the key decision, I would say, factor, if this word exists in English, so that we can drive variety and diversity through the right selection of a diverse talent pool. And it seemed that the selection worked out well, uh, results looking great and uh, This is always, um, yeah, it's always a business factor, if you will. But it is always a lot of fun. All these connections with these people and all the uh, conversations, the shootings we had. So it was simply also from a human perspective, always such a such a fun experience and, and fun tactic. So I can, I can absolutely recommend to do it. Not only from a commercial perspective, also from a personal perspective. Thanks for sharing that. And uh, Christian, I, I googled decision factor and I got almost one billion results. So I suppose it's a, it's a known term. So it's, it's a word. Um, I wonder if you now move from, from influences to, to media, perhaps we can also yeah. shed a bit of light what strategy you had in terms of how to deploy media uh, to the objectives of the campaign. Yeah, so we did the following. So as I mentioned, media strategy was based on the full funnel approach. So based on that, we had four phases, um, which was the pre-launch, the launch, the sustain, and then the actual event, which was the 501-day phase. Um, investments into these phases were quite different. So the pre-launch was only 10% of our entire budget, while the launch phase was more than 50%. And uh, the sustain phase, on the other hand, was super, super low cost. So only 2 to 3% we invested into this to just keep the heat on a little bit. And then uh, in 501 May, where, the, where we had the 501 day, we uh, invested the final third of our of our budget. So there was quite a curve in terms of investment. Uh, still, uh, it had a very long-term effect, so the entire season was impacted. Um, and these um, four phases, we um, somehow spiced up with diversity stories. Uh, we spiced it up with a live show and a live shopping. And um, we had uh, a nice Pinterest activity, which was a good test. And uh, we tried the, the branded outfits, which was great. And influencer content, as discussed before, rounded it up. So it was quite a, um, I would say, good combination of how to invest your money in the most effective way uh, and peak it where you have the best commercial moment. This is why the launch was funded big time. Launch was uh, Feb uh, into March, which was and is for us a very commercial time in the year. Um, April was a bit of the sustained phase, so low investment, and 501 May was for sure our moment. So we had to invest more money. So we combined this 
with the activities like diversity stories or influencer content and this live shopping, uh, uh, which was a trial, but a very interesting one. And all this all together made made it a very consistent and, uh, uh, yeah, kind of a 360 uh, media strategy across the season. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. And, uh, well, you know, Christian, I have this... Uh, this uh, cold and commercial side of me inside. And um, and so I, I have to ask uh, whether there's any impact KPIs that you could share with us here and our listeners. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. As we are, as we are under us, as we Germans say. Um, uh, maybe some, some uh, uh, imp really interesting numbers. So our investment increased by 20% versus H122. Still, the clicks that we delivered were up 50%. So 20% invest more uh, did lead to 50% more clicks. Our PDP views increased by even 75%. And uh, we sold 40% more items year on year. So all quite positive so far. Even, so we achieved this results, even with an ad impression increase of only 3%. So we had less growth in impressions with an, a little bit higher investment, but it seemed that we had reached the right people because if clicks are going up so massively, if PDP views are going up so massively, uh, if the items are sold so massively up, it seems we had the relevant story for the right consumer uh, and this did lead to this uh, uh, great increase. Um, and ROAS-wise, we also were able to increase our um, result by 40% and the demand revenue was up by 60 So it was all in all really a very successful uh, uh, initiative and campaign. Um, yeah, so also the commercial guys in our conversations we had, I think, two days ago, uh, our commercial people were really, really convinced of the effect of this campaign. So I would say for the media planner, well done. Very happy to hear. Very happy <laughs> to hear. And I, I shall certainly also um, uh, feed this back to, to our product teams, our tech teams, mm -hmm. uh, who mm -hmm. for the past 12, 18 months have really doubled down on ad relevance. And mm -hmm. um, and what you share is is something that we we thankfully see more and more um, that we we are able to get much better uh, in terms of surfacing relevant um, advertising to the right consumer at the right time mm -hmm. and yeah. and that's a that's a clear win you know for everyone involved for the partner for the customer for the Londo for everyone um, yeah. With that in mind, uh, I wonder any any sneak peek you'd like to to uh, share with us uh, in terms of what um, what you're going to do to stay relevant as a brand for the next 150 years. Yeah, so we have a plan with you as our partner for sure for H2 already uh, in the in the book. So there will be uh, a back to campaign in August. So the back to moment became 
super relevant over the last seasons, it seems. So we are doing something together on this uh, in this in this area, and then we focus on our biggest um, commercial and brand opportunity, which is win with her. Uh, we have great products um, for this target group. You have a high share of this women target group on Zalando. So we are going to play September, October um, for women mainly, grounded in denim, head to toe uh, when it comes to styling. In parallel, we have a nice small little workwear capsule that we are driving with you and usually uh, our October campaign with outerwear. So this is all brand product uh, related. And then we switch gears together with you and go into the cyber November and try to make commercial success as well happening. Full funnel, as we say. F full funnel. Uh, great stuff. So... Unfortunately, we are nearing the end of the conversation. Um, and so, as always, I'd like to ask, uh, what would be the top takeaways for the for remaining relevant in today's ever-changing marketplace that you'd like to share with our listeners? So the top takeaways are, when we look into campaign demographic distribution, this was really uh, standing out. Um, so the campaign... Uh, collection attracted a higher share of female consumers. Uh, because we invested a bit higher into the channel, we were able to win with her already in, in H1, which was a very, um, I would say, efficient and effective uh, use of this, of this tactic. So uh, focusing on women with the right tactics did work. Um, on top, which was uh, very interesting, is that compared with peer group, we had um, a higher youth share, um, which is very important for us as a brand um, because to attract a younger target is for sure the biggest opportunity to not die out one day, but also to for sure stay relevant in the, in the, in the kind of center of culture as we call it. So youth is important. And the campaign was also super successful in acquiring new customers, uh, which is one of our other strategic uh, objectives. So in terms of uh, this already well done, then I can recommend to, to the people out there, if you want to do marketing on Zalando, try this branded outfits. It worked really well. Uh, for sure, the combination of global content and assets um, and local content and assets work well for us. We are a global brand, so we need global um, alignment when it comes to our visual approach. But to complement this with local assets and local content makes absolute sense just to attract the right consumer with the right content. And finally, I can also recommend always consider to integrate influencer content, kind of handmade content, um, just to increase um, relevancy and to, to somehow keep the connection in a very organic way with the local, with the local target group. 
a few takeaways, too many, but I think we learned so many things. I had to share this with you. Thank you. And uh, Christian, thank you for taking this time with us and for sharing these great in uh, insights and numbers. Um, dear listeners, if you're looking for more info, we've dropped some useful links in the show notes of the episode. So make sure to check them out. Thank you for tuning in. And of course, if you like the episode and have not yet done so, please do hit subscribe. We'll have more wisdom from our top marketeers from across the partner base coming in the next episode. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you.